you are Locked On Orioles, your daily Baltimore Orioles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Orioles fans. Today is Friday, February 18th, 2022. And welcome back in to the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Connor Newcomb. And coming up on today's episode, we are going to talk about some Orioles roster news that has come up earlier this week. Yes, we are still in the lockout and the Orioles can't sign any major league players, but the Orioles have made a pretty interesting minor league signing as they have brought in Shed Long on a minor league deal. Shed Long, a 26-year-old utility guy, mostly playing second base, a left-handed hitter who was originally a 12th round pick of the Reds at a high school back in 2013. He spent parts of the last three seasons in the majors with the Seattle Mariners, was outrighted off their roster this offseason, mostly due to some offensive struggles he's had in the big leagues. And now the Orioles bring him in as another guy to compete for an infield spot in Baltimore in 2022. And to help us break down Shedlong's career, both in the minors and in the majors with the Mariners, we are going to be joined by Jordan Schusterman. You know him as one half of Cespedes Family Barbecue, also the co-host of the podcast Baseball Barbecue over at The Ringer, a writer for Fox Sports as well, and a resident Seattle Mariners fan. He is going to join us to talk about Shedlong's time with the M's, his time in the minors as Jordan got to know him while he was a prospect with the Reds, and what Shedlong could bring to the Orioles. But that's all coming up on this episode of the Locked on Orioles podcast. But before we get there, just did want to thank you for making Locked on Orioles your first listen of the day. Locked on Orioles is free and available on all podcast listening platforms. And remember, we're the only O's pod out there bringing you content three days a week, even during the offseason and even as this lockout continues. So if you like what you're hearing, make sure to like, follow, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And if you are a listener on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, if you can give a five-star rating and a review to the pod, that really, really helps out a lot. But again, just did want to thank you for making Locked on Orioles your first podcast listen of the day. And for your first listen today, we learn about Shed Long, who the Orioles signed to a minor league deal earlier this week. Now, Long, let's be honest, a little bit of background on him before we get to our conversation with Jordan Schusterman. It has been tough for him at the major league level. He has been in the bigs parts of each of the last three seasons with the Seattle Mariners. He was originally, again, a 12th round draft pick out of Jacksonville High School in Alabama by the Cincinnati Reds in 2013. He was 17 years old when he got drafted. He moved his way up the Reds system, got to double A in 2018 at age 22, and was putting up some pretty good offensive numbers throughout the Reds system with some really good home run numbers as well. Then he was traded before the 2019 season in a package that sent Sonny Gray over to the Cincinnati Reds and Long went to the Yankees. He was then immediately flipped in another trade to the Mariners and then got to the bigs in 2019 with Seattle. But in 2019, there were struggles for Shed Long at the big league level. 42 games, 168 plate appearances. He hit 263 with a 333 on base. And although at times it didn't look great, there were other times where he looked pretty good. Five homers, 12 doubles, and a 112 OPS plus. He was a better than league average hitter in 2019. 
But in 2020, that was not the case. He played in 34 games, 128 plate appearances in the shortened season with the Mariners, hit just 171 with a 242 on base, 291 slugging, OPS plus of just 49, had just three home runs. He really, really struggled at the plate, did have some injury issues as well, was dealing with a shin injury, came back to the bigs with Seattle in 2021, again played in 34 games. It was 121 plate appearances. The offense got better. Average up to 198, on base to 258, slugging up to 360, but it was still only four homers, four doubles. He struck out a lot, and he really did struggle at the plate once again. So the Mariners outrighted him off the 40-man roster this offseason, and a couple months later, the Orioles have signed Shed Long to a minor league deal. He can play second base, he can play third base, he can play some corner outfield as well. And again, 26 years old, brings a lot of energy into the dugout. He's just five foot eight. He's a smaller guy, but he can pack a punch at the plate, has hit some monster, monster home runs in his major league career with his career MLB stats, 110 games, 417 plate appearances, 216 average, 284 on base, 376 slugging with 12 homers, and 21 doubles. That's right around, you know, a major league-ish season, 110 games, 417 plate appearances, and it's an 81 OPS plus in his career. So the question is, can the Orioles get a little bit more out of Shed Long, especially if he is healthy once he gets to Baltimore this season, trying to make the team on a minor league deal? And to learn more about Shed Long's time in Seattle and if he can make this Orioles team, we're going to be joined by Jordan Schusterman, again, one half of Cespedes Family Barbecue and a huge Mariners fan. And coming up right after this break, Jordan is going to talk to us about why we should be excited about the newest Oriole, Shed Long. So we'll get back to our conversation about the newest Oriole, Shed Long, with Jordan Schusterman of Cespedes Family Barbecue in just a second. But first, let's talk about Built Bar. And you know, it's mid-February now, and I feel like a lot of people, they've given up on the New Year's resolutions by this point. I know I usually have, but but not this year. This year, I'm sticking to the resolution to eat a little better, and that is all thanks to Built Bar. And Built Bar makes it easy because they are delicious, but they're protein bars, and they're good for you as well. You can enjoy eating a protein bar. It's not just the bars at Built Bar. Have you tried the Built Puffs? If you haven't, well, you're missing out. They're the first ever protein-infused marshmallow, and they've got fantastic flavors like cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, and they're, just like the bars, covered in 100% real chocolate. So you can get the Puffs, you can get the usual Built Bars that have just 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, and all the delicious flavors and new ones like white chocolate cookies and cream. And you can get that all at Built.com. And if you use promo code LOCKED15, you'll also get 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, so we welcome Jordan Schusterman back into the podcast. You probably know him from many places. Uh, one half of Cespedes Family Barbecue. He hosts a podcast at The Ringer. Uh, he writes for Fox Sports. But most importantly, he is the co-host of the podcast about Division Three Baseball. And Jordan, first of all, thank you so much for making your return to the podcast. Oh, my pleasure. Happy to be back on with you, my friend. Uh, obviously, our interests overlap in many ways, uh, as they will once again tonight as we talk about one Shedrick Long Jr. Yes, we will talk about Shed Long because the stove got about as hot as it possibly can <laughs> right now in Baltimore this week. 
With the Orioles signing Shed Long to a minor league deal, I remember when Long was outrighted off the mm-hmm. Mariners 40 man, and it felt like some of the Orioles Twitter population immediately identified it as this seems like the Mike Elias minor league deal guy. Mm. And sure enough, months later, here it is. So he's 26 years old. He's been in the big leagues for parts of each of the last three seasons with the Seattle Mariners. And my first question is just, you know, the stats haven't been great the last couple of years. So what has he done that has essentially kept him in the big leagues for stretches when he's hit under 200 the last two years? Sure. So Shed is just a, an intensely unique player. And I know that we obviously have seen, you know, some shorter players that have real power, you know, in, in, in recent uh, recent years, um, guys like, you know, Ozzy Albies, I mean, obviously Altuve, um, but Albies is, is a really good example. Smaller guys, but the, the, the pack a punch. And Shed has always kind of had this, this promise of this little dude who just swings, who has one of the most beautiful swings you'll ever see um, and just hits the ball pretty damn hard. And he just had a, a strong enough minor league track record of hitting. Um, he's only 26 too. So this is, you know, classic. Like there's a, there's a, there's a world there's a, well, okay. There's a few things that have gone wrong with shed, right. And we'll, we'll get to those in, in a second, but there's a, there's a world where he's like still in the upper minors and still prospect eligible because he, you know, he's maybe been on a, on a worse team that hasn't necessarily given him some spots. Not that the Mariners were that good. Obviously they were terrible in 2019, but, and he was just like in, in the upper minors crushing and almost like an old prospect that people were still really in on. But the reason why that hasn't happened is because he did get to the major leagues in 2019. And then since then, and you look at the 42 games in 2019 and you see, and now admittedly that is when the ball was like super duper mega juiced. Right. And we have to take that into account for all 2019 numbers, but you know, the 112 OPS plus in, you know, 168 play appearances, it was like, okay, like that was about what I was expecting. Now, is that good enough for a below average defensive second baseman slash left fielder? Maybe not, right? But it's a major league player, right? It was clearly a major league hitter. Um, and then, um, and I, I should have done a little bit more, more digging into, into the exact timeline of this, but he has been dealing with uh, a shin fracture or, or stress fracture at some point over the last couple of years, I, I believe. And I'm sure you've already looked into this more since he's actually going to be playing for your team soon. <laughs> but basically, uh, what, what it, he was dealing with it, in the shortened 2020 season. And then he was basically playing through it in the shortened 2020 season and then tried to keep playing through it in 2021. And then ultimately was like, this isn't working. I'm going to get surgery. Um, and I believe he got surgery finally last year, maybe a second surgery. I don't know, but he was dealing with his injury for the last two years. And that was clearly impairing him all the while. He would still kind of come up and have these moments, these swings. He had this incredible walk-off grand slam, uh, off of, ironically, Diego Castillo, who, of course, the Mariners would eventually trade for um, to cap off the sweep of the Rays, one of the highlights of the Mariners season. Uh, he, he would every time he would he would connect and then hit a homer, you would be like, oh, my God, like this is this dude is so much fun to watch swing. But defensively, he just never, ever, ever found a home, especially as the Mariners were like actually trying to really like they were actually doing pretty well. 
They just couldn't find him enough at bats. Definitely struggled uh, against lefties as well. And he just never really got going. But again, the dude's 26. And yes, I can totally understand why the Orioles Twitter would look at a guy like this and say, absolutely. You should." I thought, you know, Pittsburgh would have been another great option for him. Like, and certainly in, in the in the park too in in Baltimore as well is just a perfect fit for him. He doesn't have to worry about the the seven hundred foot fences and left now. Yeah, they're not <laughs> moving right field back. So. Not moving right field back. So he'll certainly uh, enjoy. Of course, you know we're, we're projecting if he you know makes the team starting whatever second base. Who cares? Um, but man, just what a guy. And then we can get into this a little about shed the the person too. We can talk about that also. But but that's kind of shed the player. He's he's a second baseman. He's a left fielder. He he maybe he could play some third. He he used to be a catcher uh, in in you know he, he in high school, but that was abandoned in a while ago. And that was just because the bat was so advanced. Um, but it's not a perfect profile. But my goodness, he is a true delight to watch swing the bat. Yeah, and and it's you know the the clips I'm tweeting out. The clips we're gonna see are the monsters home runs mm-hmm. at PNC, the monsters mm-hmm. home run at Camden Yards, just about yep. on the Utah Street. Uh, the walk-off grand slam you talked about, but I know in between there is, you know, some strikeouts and there can, there has been some tough looking plate appearances for him over the past two years. So for an Orioles fan who is going to look at what have you done for me lately and see 198, 258, 360 slash line last year in about 120 plate appearances, say the shin is good and he mm-hmm. can get 200 plate appearances with the Orioles this year. Like, how much better do you think? Because if he's healthy and he gets more ABs, like I'm sure it's going to get better than that. But like, how much better do you think it can get at this point in his career? Sure. I mean, again, you know, when you look at his his numbers in the minors and and when he was succeeding in in particularly, you know, with Cincinnati before the trade, you know, the strikeouts were much closer to twenty percent, and the walks were closer to ten percent. Um, and that's the thing. It's, it's a quality at bat. And I think in the ballpark, which I think will be, be better to hit in than, than Seattle. I think, yeah, I think it, w- it would, I, I would trust, especially maybe if, if, if it's more part-time, it's mostly against right-handed pitching. Um, I would expect him to, to, yeah, be around. I think he could totally be a, a 100 OPS plus guy, which again, for the Orioles is like, sure, let's, let's do it. We'll, we'll take that, especially off the bench. Um, and I, and I know the Orioles offensive time actually hasn't been that horrible and it has been much more about the pitching over the last few years, but I think he can be that. I think he can be a good bench bat for, for a bad team. And I know that's like, that's, I know this is, again, this is, this is, we're talking about the Baltimore Orioles here, you know, it's a little bleak, but dude, again, we, you know, Jake talks about this all the time. He's, he's a bit of a real I know this too, watching a lot of bad Mariners teams on bad teams. There are players that are, are bringing you. No joy because they're not good, and there's no, there's no version of them aesthetically. There's basically nothing they can do aesthetically to like make you enjoy the experience of watching them. And then there are players that are not necessarily perfect players, but it's like when it is good, it is a damn good time, right? Uh, and Shed is is the epitome of that. Um, and also, again, we can maybe transit, but like as a person, just such an easy dude to root for. Um, I don't know if you've already this would again. The, the, on one hand, it's like, wow, it's, it's, uh, there's not much else to do, but I know this, this has been quick, but, uh, C. Trent Rosecrans did a whole podcast series chronicling shed going up through the minor leagues, which I cannot recommend enough to, it, it is, it is one of the better baseball pod, like narrative podcasts you'll, you'll hear. Um, and he chose shed just because he had an interesting background and, and was just a great dude. Uh, and that, that 
followed him in the minor leagues. Uh, this was like three or four years ago. And obviously if you, if you follow Trent, he's, he's fantastic, obviously at what he does, but if you want to learn about Shed and where he's from in Alabama and his whole background, like cannot recommend that enough. And yeah, just since he's been with the Mariners, like he, he's fit in perfectly. He, he's obviously was very, very, or is still very close with D Gordon, um, which is awesome. Uh, and he's obviously getting, getting to play with him is really cool. And he, he fit in, he fit in great. He was a, he was a perfect guy for this, for this young Mariners team. And, and I, I kind of, you know, sensed the writing on the wall over the last year that, that there wasn't really going to be a spot for him, uh, which was a bummer, but he's, he's always been, been good to me and Jake and the interactions we've had with him in person. Um, we did a, uh, he did a one-handed home run derby once uh, when he was with the Reds back at Fan Fest, and then we had him replicated in the Arizona Fall League, which was super fun. If you, if you look that up, if you look up Shedlong Arizona Fall League, you can probably find that video. Um, but yeah, just just an awesome dude, easy to root for, and, and, I, and I hope he gets a chance. I hope he's healthy, first and foremost, because that's clearly been the issue, and I hope that he, that he gets real at-bats, because I think Shedlong Major League Hitter is, is something that a lot of people believed in for, for a long time, and I think that he deserves that chance. Yeah, he's gonna, there's going to be at-bats for him. Like, we know that. If he sticks in Baltimore, if he makes the opening day roster, there's going to be A-Bs for him. But I did want to talk about more Shed the person because I know, like, you guys got to know him while he was still in the red system, like you talked mm-hmm. about. And, I mean, he was, you know, I mean, he was 17 years old playing in rookie ball when the Reds yeah. drafted him out of high school. I mean, he was one of the – like younger draft picks that year and he signed and he went to Cincinnati and he's now, you know, been a part of the Sonny Gray trade, which took him to New York. And then I know he was really not with the Yankees for very long at all. Didn't they trade him almost? Yeah, it was, it was basically, it, it, it was like a kind of a, like a, like a, I don't know what the right word is. It was the technicality. Like yeah, he was and, traded to the Yankees and then to the Mariners, like basically on the same day. So, yeah, he, was, so he was never he, really, on the Yankees. And, and, but I remember at the time, like, right. The deal, I, I believe what happened was basically it came out as a sunny gray deal. And then like, it was like, Oh my God, shed in New York city. Like that's perfect. Like him in Yankee stadium is perfect. Right. And as a Mariners fan, even as a neutral, I was like, look, I hate the Yankees too, but that's freaking awesome. And then suddenly he was on the Mariners. I was like, Oh, well, I love that. Cause I love shed. Right. Um, so, so yeah, but I, I think, I think Baltimore could be a you know a good fit and and he's a guy he's exactly the kind of guy you should you should be betting on and 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 but man I mean he's he's just a really really fun dude man and and he uh <laughs> I just again I, I can't recommend that C Trend podcast enough but if you just hear shed talk and, and and the whole vibe it's it's a very unique aesthetic for a baseball player to be someone that small but swing that hard um it's it's really it's really cool what did you like learn about him most getting to talk with him, get to be in like more of a, you know, not a straight up like interview for a story sense, but more like you guys kind of got to hang out with him and talk baseball and talk about cool stuff that he's done. I mean, what kind of vibe does he give off off the field? Because like even better for me than the videos of him, like launching Mm -hmm. balls into the water in Pittsburgh is like him being the professional hype man in the Mariners dugout at times over the last hundred percent. Yeah, but that's the thing. And, and I think, you know, pointing out that, right, he was he was 17 on draft day. He went straight to the AZL and was good. He was 18 in Billings. Like, this dude is just completely unafraid, right? And, like, he is he he is so – he knows he belongs in a way that, you know, I, as we've, you know, been fortunate enough to talk to a lot of major leaguers, like, it's, it is a trait that is shared by a lot of guys. Like, you got to know you're good to get to that level. Um, but for a guy, you know, of course, and, and of course it becomes cliche, but when you see shed, it's like this dude, 
he doesn't like he's like hell yeah i'm five eight i'm five seven who knows right like i can just i can still hit it farther than you and that that is such a cool thing right it's not even just the like dustin pedroia like i'm gonna like out heart and hustle you and, and obviously he obviously plays hard too but it's like he's like no no like i'm the biggest slugger here and like that is such a cool cool thing and he's just he is so down to earth he's he he'll like he'll respond to our tweets in ways that like he's he's very much like he's online in a, in a way that's just like he'll if he sees something funny he'll just respond and be like oh yeah like that is something like or if like i'm tweeting out random mariners highlights he'll just respond with like a reaction to what happened like he responded i think was it i think i was tweeting about uh, a home run that otani hit and Shed responded and was just like, yeah, that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like Shed enjoys, you know, playing. And that was against the Mariners, whatever, in Seattle. And like Shed enjoys being just part of it, part of part of part of the uh, part of the Major League Baseball landscape. And for, you know, a, a kid from from Alabama who was not, you know, he, he, he was not a prospect. He really, really wasn't. And, and for the Reds to bet on him. And I mean, it's 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 really cool. So. His story again, like that's the thing. Injuries have really, really knocked him out, and and he's he's that perfect category of, you know, I think, and, and we love prospects, right? But as soon as they they lose their eligibility, we're not looking at them on prospect lists. But if they haven't established themselves, we're just like, oh, like even if we're not saying they're a bust, we just forget that, you know, a lot of players just exist in that age, twenty three to twenty six, and they just kind of don't stick on. We we've gotten so spoiled with some of these unbelievable dudes just coming up and immediately being all stars when they're twenty one, but. It's not that easy. And I think there's no reason to give up on guys like him just because of weird circumstance kind of pushed him off a roster. And he's almost in the perfect spot because the Orioles roster is half guys like that. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, he might literally be competing for a spot with a guy in Jorge Mateo who is like, Oh, it's in that same exact realm. Yeah. I don't player. even, well, and I know, and then they had Lucius Fox for a hot second. Right. Um, <laughs> that was, that was briefly, you know, trying to sneak him through, uh, through through waivers but yeah of course they've got they've got a ton of those dudes and and wait, they picked up mateo right they had him at the end of last year yeah right? he was there at the end of last year before he got hurt so like that brings me to kind of the last thing you know you look at the orioles infield and yeah i certainly wasn't before yeah. this <laughs> I, I know shed plays the outfield but that's actually kind of crowded on the baltimore roster which is yeah. surprising mm -hmm. but you look at the infield and like I think Ramon Arias did enough to be a starter next year and mm. they signed Rugnet Odor. So he's going to be a starter at second base probably. So you're looking at third and you're looking at right now, Kelvin Gutierrez, Jorge Mateo in the majors shed long along with Ryland Bannon and maybe Tyler Nevin competing for these other spots. So like you, you got to look at that. And I know, you know, you might know those names more than better than others who don't follow the Orioles, but like, you got to feel good for shed that he's in a spot where he can win at bats this year. I agree. The craziest thing is that Rugnet Odor is still 28, <laughs> man. Like I can, I mean, he is just that he's only whatever, like, a year and a half older than Shed is ridiculous, right? Because on one hand, I was going to be like, okay, well, they signed Rugi because that's like the safest, like, here's a major leaguer we can have. Um, and I know Jake's was not thrilled about that signing. Um, I think Shed is a great, a great option if you look at the bench, right? Because um, you, you mentioned the outfield is, is going to be crowded with, with obviously Hayes and Stanton, Aaron Mullins are pretty much locks. And then the bench is some combo of Mateo and then what? 
was okay. Where did we land on DJ Stewart at the end of last season? Cause I know he had that run. Was it, was it bad? I honestly don't know. Like, I mean, he, he was Barry Bonds for two weeks in 2020. <laughs> oh, that um, was 2020. Okay. Yeah, so he, he didn't, didn't really do, his, do yeah. he didn't do as much of that last year, but his, yeah. his, he still had a good batter's eye and he walked enough to be like a almost league average hitter. It's yeah. I, it's time. I, well, well yeah. I've talked about this plenty of times on this podcast. It's time. So there's one bench sure. spot that might be open. Well, and the other thing is, right. I mean, it's it's a pretty pretty right-handed heavy, and that was probably another thing with with Odor. And and like worrying about platoons when you're the 2022 Orioles is stupid. But like, but you know, you at least want to have some some options for for old Brandon Hyde to to deploy. Um, and I think uh, <laughs> I think it's. Uh, I think it's just going to be, it's, I think he should have a good shot, right? He should really have a good shot um, to win a job, especially if he's healthy. Cause like, I don't see why you wouldn't have him on the bench um, over, you know, whatever Ryan McKenna, DJ Stewart. Um, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. He's got a shot and uh, he's on, you know, everybody in that kind of spot you talked about like 24 to 26 no longer a prospect jemai jones is another i know i don't know if jones is technically he's yes he's probably still technically prospect but he's right there like yeah the the, the orioles are just hoarding those players and i don't blame them because if one of them hits guess what you Mm -hmm. win michael eyes you you win the lottery of random waiver and minor league but that's the thing man it's you gotta you gotta start hitting on those guys and and i that to me, they should be signing even more of them, and maybe maybe they will, and, and we'll see what those other guys look like. But it seems like a little more excitement over this than than the Jordan Lyles signing. Is that fair? Uh, you know, it, Jordan Lyles is getting much much more money, but I would say the uh, <laughs> That's true. The, the shed long signing is probably bringing That's more true. excitement. But Jordan, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I think we've laid out that you know maybe shed long hasn't had the best major league numbers, but he is in Baltimore now. He can hit ball far. And uh, he's going to be an exciting player to watch. And I would lean towards him being on the opening day roster for nothing better than who else is going to be on the opening Dude, day roster. For he, the Orioles, oh, but. What a swing. Again, as simple as that, like just go watch this dude swing a bat and it will bring you joy. It is very simple. So we'll get back to talking all things Orioles in just a second. But first, let's talk about betonline.net because football might be over, but We've still got basketball season in full steam for both pro and college hoops. Heck, we're getting closer and closer to March Madness here. And from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired head coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for not just football, not just basketball, but all of your sports betting needs. And BetOnline also remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. You can really get it all at betonline.net. And it's not just basketball. Again, betonline.net is your source for hockey. How about boxing, UFC odds, and right to winter Olympic coverage and information as well. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and all the action at betonline.net, where the game starts. So our thanks again to Jordan Schusterman of Cespedes Family Barbecue for joining us to talk about Shed Long and his time with the Seattle Mariners. And obviously there at the end of the conversation, we got into a bit about, you know, where Long could fit in with the Orioles this year. And you look at the team and he basically falls into another kind of fringe infielder that is on this team. And his situation is a little different because he is currently not on the 40-man roster, just was signed to a minor league deal with an invite to big league spring training whenever that does happen. But 
He's still in the mix, just like the rest of these guys. And Jordan mentioned Lucius Fox, an infielder who the Orioles had for like a week when they claimed him off waivers back in the fall and then got rid of him. But you have all these guys. And as we talked about, you know, it feels like Ramon Arias did enough to lock down an infield starting job, probably shortstop, but maybe second base we'll see at the start of the season. But again, nothing is certain for Arias and he could have, you know, a bad start and be kind of back to the middle of the pack with the rest of these guys. And then, although Rugnet Odor hasn't been great in the majors the last couple of years, it's the fact that he is the veteran signing and the Orioles went and got him and signed him to a major league deal. You'd have to think Odor has a spot locked down to start the year. But there's still a spot, probably third base, that is up for grabs. And you've got Kelvin Gutierrez, Jorge Mateo, Ryland Bannon, you know, all kind of fighting for that spot among others on this roster. But now I think you can throw Shed Long right into the mix. Again, 26 years old, been in the big leagues for part of the last three seasons, Big, big power from the left side, can play multiple positions, which is something Mike Elias likes. Also, you know, still hasn't been in the bigs that long, not arbitration eligible till after 2023, not a free agent until 2026. So if he works out even a little bit, Orioles obviously have a lot of control over long as well. But at the end of the day, he's just another one of these guys, as we talked about with Jordan, that the Orioles are bringing in to try and see if they can get something out of him. You know, a former, you know, not super highly rated prospect, but a former fairly well-known prospect when he was in the Cincinnati Reds system and then, you know, got to the big leagues and he's no longer a prospect. And although he had great minor league numbers, they haven't been there in the majors. And maybe it's that shin injury that he's gotten surgery on that has affected him. And hopefully he's fully healthy for the Orioles this year. And that can change some things, but he hits the ball hard. We know that. It's just... Can he be a little more consistent, at least at the very least, get that, I mean, I know this is my favorite stat to use, but get that average back over the Mendoza line for starters. That will obviously help him. And the Orioles are going to give him a chance to get at bats, even if he doesn't make the team as a starter. He's got a good chance to make the team at least as a utility guy, backup infielder, bench bat, and maybe platoon with a guy like Gutierrez or Mateo or even Urias in the infield. And we'll see what happens with the Orioles. You know, they're still in a year here in 2022 where you can give guys like Shedlong a chance and see if they might still be pieces for the future. But I like this signing. As I said, it felt like a lot of Orioles people were all over it as soon as the Mariners outrighted Shedlong back in the fall that the O's would probably be a team that would pinpoint him. Well, they did here in February with a minor league deal. And we'll see him in spring training whenever that may happen. Again, there's some positive news about potentially the owners and the players meeting almost every day next week. And if that does happen, we'll have it covered right here on the podcast next week. But we will be back on Monday. That's when you'll get that interview with Troy Marrow, who is one of the Orioles' new fundamentals coaches in the minor leagues. He'll be a fundamentals coach in the Florida Complex League with the Orioles this upcoming year after getting hired back in November. And I chatted with him about his career in baseball, out of baseball, growing up in the Baltimore area, playing Division I ball, uh, what he did working at a nonprofit between his time he worked at the Giants and then getting hired by the Orioles. And it was a really, really interesting conversation I had with Troy Marrow. Again, the plan was initially to have that episode posted today, uh, but then the Orioles went and made a move, signing Shed Long, so we wanted to get to that first. But the interview with Troy Marrow, one of the Orioles' newest 
development and fundamentals coaches uh, will be in your podcast feeds when we return on Monday. But until then, I'm Connor Newcomb, and this has been the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.